Our top story today, a Bucky's Retail Travel Center may be coming to Mebane soon. A real estate entity associated with Bucky's recently purchased a 32-acre tract of land north of the I-85, I-40 interchange. Bucky's previously explored building a location near Eflund in Orange County. That plan was met with much opposition they withdrew their zoning application from the Orange County Commissioners back in February of 2021. They'll be before the planning board in Mebane on December 11th. Back here in Orange County, we've got local election news, as today is the first day of the filing period for folks who want to run for office in North Carolina next year. There will be four seats on the Orange County Board of Commissioners up for election. Amy Fowler and Phyllis Porty-Ascott have already announced their candidacy for re-election. Earlier today, we learned Gene Hamilton's running as well. So far, Anna Richards has not made an announcement. Also up for re-election in Orange County will be State Senator Greg Meyer and State Reps Alan Boyancy and Renee Price. Lots of judges up for re-election as well. Joel Brown, Samantha Cabe, Cheryl Murrell, Sherry Murrell, excuse me, and Hathaway Pendergrass. There are also three Orange County school board seats up, currently occupied by Carrie Doyle, Bonnie Hauser, and Jennifer Moore. Filing period runs through next Friday, that's December 15th, and primary day is March 5th. There's a tracker page for Orange County election filing on chapelboro.com. Orange County's representative in Congress, Valerie Fushi, signed on to an open letter to President Biden calling for a bilateral ceasefire in Gaza. It's the first time Fushi has signed on to a public call for a ceasefire during this conflict, and it did come after significant community outcry calling for a stop to the fighting. Over to campus now, where the UNC community, as well as the Michigan State community, is awaiting the final answer from Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz about whether he'll take the job in East Lansing and leave Chapel Hill. Latest reports from the Michigan State Student newspaper said Guskowitz is the sole candidate for the role, while the Chronicle for Higher Education recently reported that the UNC system president is already reviewing potential interim and replacement candidates. With that uncertainty, some at UNC are expressing themselves about Guskowitz's potential departure. Carolina Connections' Caroline Horn has the story. Many students and faculty are expressing support for the chancellor who led UNC through many controversial issues during his five-year term. Some of these include the aftermath of Silent Sam's removal, COVID-19, the Supreme Court affirmative action case, and the shooting death of a professor on campus in August. Ashley Terrell, a UNC senior, said she was sorry to learn Guskowitz might leave. He really created a great community at Carolina, especially coming back from the pandemic and stuff. So. Yeah, as a senior, it is a little weird to see him, you know, possibly leave. UNC faculty chair Beth Morocco and Richard Superfine, a physics professor, sent letters to faculty urging them to sign in support of Guskowitz staying at UNC. One letter read, if you leave, it's a huge loss to Carolina. On Thursday, Michigan State's student newspaper reported that Guskowitz said that he would only take the MSU position if he is able to lead without, quote, undue interference from faculty, trustees, and staff. At UNC, Guskowitz has often tangled with campus and state leaders. Joe Killian, a reporter for NC Newsline who focuses on higher education stories, said that the chancellor has had to appease different voices during his term. 
he has been navigating these really complicated, thorny political issues, and he's had to do it being pulled in these different directions. Now, I don't think that's necessarily going to get better for him at Michigan. <laughs> you know, Michigan's got its own problems. If Gus Quitz does decide to leave, the selection process for a new chancellor will be led by UNC System President Peter Hans. While a committee will conduct a search, a new state law gives Hans additional power to also select finalists on his own. UNC trustee Marty Kotis said the board was also unaware of Guskowitz's potential departure until they heard about it in news accounts. There's been no discussions with the trustees about setting up a search committee yet. We're, we're responding to this information and um, as everyone else is. Killian, the NC Newsline reporter, said Provost Chris Clemens may be a candidate for interim chancellor if Guskowitz does leave. Killian also reported that there have been discussions of members of either the Board of Governors or the Board of Trustees stepping down from their positions to take on the interim chancellor role. In Chapel Hill, I'm Caroline Horn. Carolina Connection is a student radio newscast from the UNC Husband School of Journalism and Media. This past Saturday's show was the last one of their fall semester, but we look forward to hearing their full episodes again on our air in spring after they get the second semester started. Looking at local government now, Orange County commissioners meet tonight at 7. They'll elect a chair and vice chair and get a capital needs update from Orange County schools. Meanwhile, at last week's Chapel Hill Town Council meeting, the council denied a proposal for a 12-story mixed-use development at 157 East Rosemary Street. Would have had 56 condo units and 3,000 square feet of ground floor retail space. Chapel Hill Mayor Pam Hemminger spoke with 97.9 The Hill about the council's thinking on that project. First, they said they really liked the building, the architectural, the idea of and the way they had um, designed the public spaces, pedestrian areas on the lower levels and integrating in all those things, affordable housing, but that this spot wasn't really the best spot to put this type of building. Um, when we did our future land use map, we talked about transition zones from downtown and from transit corridors where you naturally see the larger buildings into neighborhoods. And when we looked at the Elements Hotel over on the other side, um, we didn't want to wall off north side. We didn't want this you know, really large overshadowing building. So five stories in the corner was all we were willing to go. And so that sort of set the tone for our transitions in the flume that we want to be able to do that. Now, if you want to build in the middle parcel between Rosemary and Franklin, they all kind of said that, that we are allowing. That's where we want to see the height, the density. But 12 stories was just a little bit more than most council members were willing to put next to the other sides that were surrounded by two-story buildings and residential-like. So, again, lots of praises for the design and the thinking and the mixed use and the concept and the affordable housing, but not in this particular spot. Chapel Hill Mayor Pam Hemminger there. Also at that meeting, the town council did pass a resolution and zoning ordinance for a proposed life sciences building at 306 West Franklin Street. You can read more details about that development in the news article on chapelboro.com. Time to talk sports, and we will start our sports conversation by looking at basketball. As uh, Tar Heels... uh, had a pretty good weekend in basketball. The uh, game was a bit ugly at times, but 
They were able to pull off a win in the ACC opener. Tar Heels down six at halftime, but went on a 22-0 run to take the lead in the second half, hung on for a 78-70 victory. And uh, looking pretty good in general out there. R.J. Davis with 27 points. That's three in a row with 27-plus for R.J. He's the first Tar Heel to do that since Joseph Forte back in 2001. So that's uh, pretty exciting for R.J. Davis and for the Heels to see him shooting that well. Looking to uh, coach now after the game. Carolina able to uh, force seven turnovers during that 22-point run, and that's something Coach Davis was pretty pleased with. For the first half and the beginning, obviously the beginning of the second half, I just think the energy and the effort, just for whatever reason, wasn't there. We just seemed like we were a step slow on both ends of the floor and just weren't getting the loose balls, weren't getting the rebounds, weren't finishing around the basket, weren't making open shots. And when we went to the press, it brought us uh, brought our energy up. It got us steals and deflections. And so we were able to convert on that. And if we didn't get a steal or a deflection, it sped them up. And then when they missed, it got us out in transition where we want to be offensively. And because of that, we were able to attack the basket. I thought we were in the penalty for most of the second half. And so when we were down by 14, we cut it to single digits really from shooting free throws. And so that gave us life to look up at the scoreboard and like we're right there by just getting to the free throw line and attacking the basket and it just really worked for us. Hubert Davis speaking there. Carolina back in action tomorrow night. That's at 9 o'clock. They'll be facing UConn at Madison Square Garden. Also got the men's team up to number nine in the AP poll, cracking that top ten once again after another successful weekend. Women's basketball stays put at number 24 after their tough showing against number one South Carolina. Also had a big game over the weekend for UNC men's soccer, but the Tar Heels fell to Oregon State 1-0 in the NCAA quarterfinals. Beavers scored in the 36th minute. Tar Heels had one chance and one chance only to tie. They had their only shot on goal blocked, and UNC season ends after that 1-0 loss. Final record 11-7 with seven ties. UNC wrestler Lachlan McNeil took third at the Las Vegas Invitational over the weekend. Over in swimming, Tar Heel senior Lexi Rudolph and Ellie Van Note qualified for the 2024 Olympic trials on Friday. They did that at the U.S. Open Championship in Greensboro. Congratulations to them. Rudolph in the 100-meter backstroke, Van Note in the butterfly. And UNC's Fiona Crowley in tennis won all four of her matches over the weekend to help Team USA win the Master U Championships in France. Congratulations to her. Finally, looking to football now, where the Tar Heels have learned their bowl fate. They'll be going back down the road to Charlotte to face West Virginia and the Dukes Mayo Bowl. The game will be on Wednesday, December 27th. Both teams finished 8-4 this season. Kickoff for that one will be at 5.30 p.m.